back, everybody. This is the Prepared Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Austin, and I have another sit rep for you guys. Uh, I usually don't do them this close together, um, but there's 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 stuff going on. There's things I want to talk about, and I have the unique opportunity to have the time to do it right now, um, <laughs> this Sunday morning while the wife is out having uh, brunch with her lady friends. So I'm, I'm hanging out. Uh, the dogs are here, uh, and, and we're going to cut it up a little bit. I'm going to talk about some current events, um, share my thoughts, share my feelings. There's, there's several, um, I feel like there's just so much going on lately, right. That it makes sense to, to talk about, um, you know, we have a new Supreme court justice, right. There's, there's been changes to the war, uh, that's, that's between Russia and Ukraine right now, right. There's been developments with that. Uh, there's also some pretty unfortunate news coming out about some secret service agents, um, a whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to get into all of it. I'm going to take a sip of some Black Rifle coffee real quick. And uh, all right, let's do it. Before before we jump in, though, I do want to make sure real quick here, got to say thank you to the sponsors. Got to say thank you to our partners here at The Prepared Mindset that uh, take really good care of us. Excuse me. Um, first up, EclipseHolsters.com. Guys, Eclipse is awesome. I don't know what else to say. They make great holsters. If you guys are looking for one, go to EclipseHolsters.com. Let Justin or team take care of you. They hooked you up. They gave you the discount code PREPAREDMINDSET. You guys can use to save 20% off your order. Uh, they just moved into a new facility. That's all over their, their Instagram and their social media. Uh, they're making big moves. Great company. They offer outstanding customer service. Uh, we're proud to be ambassadors here. They just actually, uh, Friday, I got my ambassador box from them. Uh, so Sam got hooked up with one of their Intrepid beltless holsters that he's going to be using to carry. Uh, I'll look for some content on that on the Instagrams. Um, and they sent me a, uh, an Algene bottle, you know, just all kinds of cool stuff. I'm, I love those guys. Great company. If you guys are looking for a holster, uh, you can't go wrong. They got tons of options, uh, everything to suit your needs, beltless carry outside the waistband, inside the waistband. <laughs> whatever it is, uh, head over to eclipseholsters.com. Use our code again, prepared mindset to save 20% off your order. And if you spend over a hundred dollars, you get free shipping. So it's, it's not bad. It's really not bad. And, uh, if, uh, if you do make an order, it is guaranteed to be in the mail to you in three business days or less. So not only are you gonna have a great holster, it's going to be there super fast. You're going to love it. Eclipseholsters.com. Also got to say thank you to mymedic.com guys. We've beat it to death here. We love working with MyMedic. They make great products. They build them. They build their kits around your everyday needs. Whether you're out hunting, hiking, fishing, climbing, biking, they have a solution for you. Head over to MyMedic.com. Use our code MINDSET20. To save yourself 20% and build some rewards points. We got a new uh, new swanky reward system. Hope you guys earn some points for some cool stuff. Uh, they're also an affiliate partner. Head on over to our Facebook offers page or our link tree if you follow us on Instagram, and you should follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can use our affiliate link, help uh, help support the podcast here by using that link, and a little bit of that comes back to support the prepared mindset. Again, our code MINDSET20 saves you 20% off at MyMedic.com. Lastly, try Fire Mag. Guys, Amazon's not getting any cheaper. It's not getting any easier to find. Uh, we kind of hoped it would by now. Um, we're just over two years in from the onset of the global pandemic. And, uh, well, it sucks. So dry fire, 
go pick yourself up a dry fire mag. Use our affiliate link again in our Facebook offers page in our link tree. Use that link to buy your dry fire mag and a little bit of what you spend comes back to help support us and you get a great, great practice tool that's going to save you. I mean, every time you pull that, pull that trigger, that's like 33 cents you're saving. It's like money back in your pocket. It pays for itself in about a week uh, if you if you do the math on it. Uh, so dryfiremag.com, use our affiliate link and help support the prepared mindset. Okay, <clears throat> so a little more coffee here. Sorry, I'm like channeling my, my inner Mike Glover. Um, drinking the Black Rifle uh, Beyond Black this morning um, while I'm recording here. So what's new, right? Um, I think one of the biggest issues, or not, I shouldn't say issues, it's not really an issue. Um, but one of the biggest things that's happened is, uh, judge Kitaji Brown Jackson, and I, I'm probably, I apologize. I'm probably butchering that name, um, has been appointed to the Supreme court. She made it through 5347. Um, there were three Republican, uh, three Republicans that jumped party lines or jumped the aisle, whatever you, whatever you want to say to, to kind of get that, uh, push through. I know Mitt Romney was one, um, you know, so, uh, I'm not going to sit here and scream and rage about this. Um, you know, it is the job of the sitting president to fill vacancies on the bench, right? I literally went back and listened to the episode I did on this, uh, the, the sit rep I did on this months and months ago, um, actually over a year ago now where Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Right. And this was at the end of the Trump administration. And uh, people were screaming uh, that that Donald Trump should not be allowed to fill that seat. So um, I'm not upset that President Biden is afforded the option of appointing somebody to the bench. Um, that is, I mean, it's not a perk. It's just it's one of his responsibilities as president. Um, now, am I happy about this particular individual? I will say no. I will 110% say no. If you guys followed even a little bit in the media, um, or even just saw the videos online. Um, Judge Jackson, uh, what's gotten a lot of playtime is she's not able to define what it is, what a woman is. That was a question that she was asked um, during the proceedings. She was not able to define what a woman is because, quote, I am not a biologist. This is um, exceptionally relevant only because the the gender issue um, is becoming such a hot button topic and things like the quote n- don't say gay bill in Florida which again um, and I think I talked about this before I feel like I did if you guys actually go read that bill it doesn't say anything about not being able to talk about gay people it just means you shouldn't be teaching five-year-olds um, sex education um, which I-, I think most reasonable folks are in favor for in honesty just like a lot of other things people get outraged about they don't know the full issue um, so this judge, uh, you know, she now sits on the Supreme Court, cannot define what a woman is, not in, in her personal uh, opinion, not in any kind of reasonable, simplest terms, anything. She literally told the panel that she couldn't answer the question because she's not a biologist. And that's not, I mean, I'm not like overly concerned about it. I just think it's ridiculous. I think that's a coached answer. Um, and I think that's a politicized answer uh, to push a narrative. Um, and that bothers me because our judges, right? Our, our judicial system is, is, is specifically in place to interpret the laws as they are written on the book. 
uh, or on the books, I should say. They are not here to help form political policy. They're not here to push political agendas. Um, so I really don't agree with that. And I understand you, you choose judges for these positions based on how they interpret some of these laws and, and their leanings and their ideologies and, and, and how they see the law. I, I, I do get that. Um, but this is a very, very politicized move. And I think, um, you know, I, 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 she has a track record for being very soft on pedophiles, which uh, I think for the most part, the rest of the country, uh, regardless of political party, um, has been on the same side about, right? You know, um, do what you want in your own bedroom, do what you want in your personal life. That's how I feel about it, right? When you start involving children in, in all of this, then we have a serious, serious fucking problem. Okay. And I mean, that's as far as I'll go with that. Um, to be soft on, on punishment and sentencing for pedophiles and to look at this, um, the way that I, it, it looks like she does from her, um, her record, I, I do have concerns, you know, that's, uh, I, it's just how I feel, you know, and there might be people that'll argue and say it's a mental condition. There might be people that argue and say that, you know, uh, therapy and medical help are what's warranted, not incarceration here. Um, that's just not how I feel. It's not, um, I think no child deserves or should have to go through anything, anything like that. So I think it's, um, it's absolutely uh, awful to have somebody in such a high position um, that is uh, <clears throat> able to influence those kinds of policies, those kinds of uh, rulings and legal precedents and things like that. That's going to make it easier for people who are who are pedophiles, pederast, whatever, um, to to sort of get away or have more lenient sentencing, right? While we're as a country kind of sitting here screaming for lighter sentencing um, and things like that on marijuana possession, which I'm also, I'm a proponent of that. I think it's ridiculous to get a little bit of weed. You get thrown in jail for five, 10, 15 years. Excuse me. Coffee's good. Um, I just, it, it, it's upsetting to see, you know, and it's somebody who, if we have somebody this liberal on the bench, it, it really makes me wonder, um, how far things will be able to go on conservative issues, things like gun control which is another hot button issue um, that is probably going to be presented to the Supreme Court in a multitude of ways, you know, with a, a more refined scope than just the issue overall of gun control, of course. Um, but what's going to happen? We don't know, right? And it could go either way now. Um, I think the court is still lean, more conservative leaning, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. There's the track record of some of these conservative justices voting liberally, so I, I don't take that to mean anything at all. Um, and it does worry me, because the gun control is so high on the list for Biden and his administration. Um, I've even seen headlines recently that they are now exploring more candidates, more options to fill the the ATF seat, the head of the ATF. Um, we talked about it last year, you know, David Chipman, his nomination finally being killed uh, after he was not be able, he was not able to get through the nomination process uh, due to a staggering number of Democrats kind of jumping the party line over to the conservative side. When it was very obvious, people are concerned about their safety and well-being uh, during the lockdown months, the last two years, everything that we've seen, record number of handgun sales and things like that. People figuring out for themselves and finding out that some of these uh, common sense, quote unquote, laws that people were screaming for in practice, we're not so common sense. 
but you know, I digress. Um, so we'll, we'll see, you know, um, it's certainly uh, a monumentous occasion or, or I should not occasion, um, occurrence, right? It's the, you know, a, a black woman on the Supreme court, right? So, and congratulations to, to judge Jackson. I hope, uh, she has a, a long and distinguished, uh, tenure on the bench. And I hope that she, um, she serves well, uh, is the best way I can put that and not, and, and serves the people of this country well, right. Um, by interpreting our constitution, our laws. And I, I certainly pray that it's not something that is leveraged, um, from a political standpoint, you know, that she was picked on her merits and not simply to gain notoriety because she is a black woman, which is something that the media threw around a lot with the appointment of Kamala Harris as the vice president. Um, I, a lot of people would say that that's a racist thing to say. Um, and depending how you look at it, yeah, I would agree with that, but there are people that think that. And, uh, given the polling numbers of president Harris on the campaign trail before she agreed to be Biden's VP, a lot of people pointed to the statistics behind it as well, this is why that decision was made, but that's neither here nor there. I, I hope that this is a good appointment for the, for the court, for the bench, um, and for the country ends up helping bring us to a point where we are less divided. Um, and that's all I'll say. Also, we got to talk about the war in, in, uh, Ukraine, right? Um, it looks like it's kind of coming to a close here, you know, um, <clears throat> Putin has, you know, for all, for everything you, you see on the news and, and as bad as things have been for the past weeks, uh, it looks like he is losing his, his hold, um, I, for lack of a better phrase, um, you know, we've talked before, they have troops that are sabotaging their own vehicles. Um, the, the Russian troops don't want to be there. They don't know why they're there, right? Uh, it's a very confusing time in that region. Um, and I don't, I don't think anyone expected things to kind of go the way they did. The Ukrainian people have been very steadfast um, in, in their resolve to protect their home. Uh, the capital was never lost. A lot of people looked at the might of the Russian military. They looked at, I guess you could call it the personal determination of Putin to annex, right, to an to take back Ukraine, and um, and thought that the capital would fall in a handful of days, a week at the most, and it never did. Uh, so, for I think this really, I think this really just highlights uh, the strength of what a what a people can do right? Um, the resolve, what patriotism can do. Uh, you're fighting trained soldiers, right? As civilians, as uh, technically guerrillas, guerrilla warfare, right? Um, you're manufacturing in mass, right? Molotov cocktails and fighting with, you know, AKs. And um, yeah, there was support, right? There were weapons shipments from the European countries and the NATO countries and things like that. Um, but, but no military intervention by third parties to speak of, right? No, no U.S. boots on the ground. Um, NATO didn't get involved because Ukraine is not a NATO, a NATO partner, NATO country, right? Um, but they do border Poland, you know, which Poland took in a, a ridiculous number of refugees. Um, and now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking at the news this morning and now, um, you know, NATO is planning some long-term consequences for, for Putin and Russia. Uh, it's, 
it's been a turbulent, you know, a a turbulent time. Uh, Gas prices were, you know, immediately skyrocketed uh, as we started to sanction Russia. It started to get harder to get oil, right? Because we we import so much goddamn uh, Russian oil. And a lot of the world does. It's not just the U.S. We're not unique in that regard. But basically the rest of the world, excuse me, uh, condemned these actions by Russia. And, and I mean, purposely so, like, the, or, you know, you shouldn't invade another country without due cause, right? And due cause is not, I want what you have, I want your land, um, hey, you split off from us after the, you know, the USSR dissolved, we want you back. Um, it's kind of like a creepy stalker love story in that way, the way that Russia just won't give up on trying to pull Ukraine back and reform the, you know, quote, former glory of the Soviet Union. It sounds like, this whole thing sounds like a bad 80s action movie. And I'll tell you uh, what's, I'm not going to say funny, because it's not funny, but what is ironic is Lexi and I, excuse me, Lexi and I are currently watching that show uh, with Taya Leone from, I think it was like 2014 to 2019, Madam Secretary. Go back and watch, uh, go back and watch the beginning of season two. If you guys have ever watched that show, or if you if you haven't, go watch it. Um, it's almost like they reasonably predict the situation in Russia with a um, uh, a, a, a ruler, um, and I believe in this case it's a woman. Um, the president dies and his wife takes over or something, which obviously that's not applicable here. But uh, the zeal and the just the 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 outrage and everything. Um, it's all so just like scary accurate with the invasion of uh, Ukraine and troops on the border and the Ukrainian president reaching out to the world for help. And, and it does get a little bit convoluted and kind of like a um, conspiracy theory edge to it. So it's, I'm not saying this is a side-by-side match, but it is absolutely crazy how many parallels are drawn from this, this TV show, which season two of this would have been 25. 15 I want to say so seven years prior right uh, and um, during technically during the Obama administration uh, right and what we're seeing what we're seeing today uh, so it's just it's a you know it's an evolving situation I think that as Russia starts to pull its troops out and I, I believe that's you know that's ultimately where we're headed um, it's just uh, it, you know it's not over you know, you're seeing reports now about um, Ukrainian citizens being herded into filtration camps and things like that. So I think more needs to be done. I think that now that it seems like the tide may have turned, maybe some of those neighboring countries need to start sending troops in just to make sure that nothing reignites. Um, it, it, it's not over, but it does appear that it's headed that way. Um, but the damage is done, right? There's been a terrible loss of life. Um, there was a, I believe I read that there was a breach at, uh, the Chernobyl facility, the, the concrete thing, they call it the tomb or whatever, the bubble, the structure that they built around the, the Chernobyl, um, nuclear power plant, which everyone knows Chernobyl. You hear that where we all, we're all taught about, about that incident and everything that happened when we were in, in school. And if you're listening to this and you don't know what Chernobyl is, you, you need to go look it up because it was a world-changing event. 
Um, but now that, you know, of course, there's a concern that because of damage due to the bombings and the rockets that Russia claims they never, you know, used on civilian targets, which um, Chernobyl would, in my mind, be a civilian target. They may define it otherwise, but I mean, no one can live there. The radiation is so strong still 40 years after the fact or however far, however long it's been that it's uninhabitable and will be for the foreseeable future. And I do mean the foreseeable, like we're talking a long, long time. Um, now that that radiation may be seeping out, so that's there's damage in that regard, and it's now more dangerous for people that even live relatively close to that area. If you understand how radiation works and how it can be carried by the wind and and such, um, so there's still you know for for everything that may be done and the direction things may be headed, still uh, there's a long road to recovery. The this war, right, may have only lasted a, may only last a couple weeks, a couple months, um, but the road to recovery will be you know, at least double that. At least. You're talking about rebuilding structures. You're talking about rebuilding lives. You're talking about rebuilding an economy, right? Because everyone's been fighting a war. There's no, you know, uh, factories aren't running. You're not producing exported goods to send out. Or if you are, certainly not to the degree you were before. Money coming in is not what it was before. There, there's a, it's a, it's a trickle-down effect, really. Um, so something that uh, unfortunately, this happened. Um, I personally believe if the United States had some stronger foreign policy in place, some more, if we were more assertive with the Putin situation like we were when Trump was in office, um, I don't know that this would have ever happened. You know, um, and I've said it before, I don't. I don't love that, that the U.S. has to be the world's police force. Um, I think that other countries should learn to stand on their own two feet and defend their neighbors and foster those kinds of great relationships. It seems like that's just not the case. Everyone wants to be, you know, all love and kumbaya, and then when something like this happens, um, everyone who screams and bitches about the U.S. being, uh, in, you know, the U.S. inserting themselves into other countries' affairs, all of a sudden it's, oh, well, let's call the U.S. They have the greatest military in the world. They need to step in here because humanitarianism, which I don't necessarily disagree with, but at the same time, countries need to have a standing army. It's the way of the world. It's human nature. It's awful to say, right? I mean, I wish we lived in some utopia where evil didn't exist, but look at Vladimir Putin. I mean, uh, it, it, it very much does, right? Uh, these are people that unfortunately end up leading countries in a lot of instances. In this particular instance, one of the largest countries, one of the largest militaries, and a nuclear arsenal. You could also point that finger at North Korea and China and go, hey, some really bad people run those countries. And a lot of people say, well, no, it's cultural. You just have to understand. It. And no, no, the way they treat people there, it's not right. Um, I don't want to get too far off the point and get into that, but it does seem that things with Ukraine are trending in a positive direction. I think now to ensure that that happens, I really think that there needs to be some intervention. The heavy fighting appears to be over. Um, you know, if it's help close the door on this chapter and move forward, we'll see. Um, I'll, I'll certainly be interested to see what the developments are and if there is punishment leveraged by nato because i mean let's let's be honest right un and nato they're kind of just mouthpieces 
a lot of the times they don't do a great job of lever of, of actually uh, doling out punishment, or if they do, they can't really enforce it. Um, you know, they're a little bit weak-handed in a lot of those things, especially when the country being punished is not a UN partner that has no vested interest in abiding by those rules. So it will be, it will be interesting, to say the least. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about today. Uh, um, I read this on Friday, actually, and uh, I had to reread it. Um, actually, I, I first saw it on the video screen when I was on the uh, elliptical at the gym, and they, you know, I think it was Fox News, maybe, maybe, maybe it was CNN, and uh, I saw the headline, and, you know, if you've ever on these ellipticals, these treadmill machines and stuff, you you kind of, you can't really easily connect and get volume, get sound, um, unless you have, uh, headphones that actually manually plug into a jack. And who does that in 2022? Like nobody, um, everyone has earbuds and AirPods and stuff like that. So, um, kind of remembered it, made a little note, went back and searched it when I was done with the gym. And there have been at least at the last, the last time I looked at this for, Secret Service agents that have been suspended due to um, being compromised, essentially. They took bribes. Um, what I had read was in exchange for things like a couple assault rifles and then, which I hate that. I hate that fucking term. Oh, assault rifle. So it could, just, it could have been anything. It could have been literally anything, just a rifle. Um, and an apartment. Um, two of the four Secret Service agents involved uh, from the article I read, I believe that it was on USA Today, and I also read one on Yahoo News. Um, two of these agents were actually <clears throat> involved in President Biden's detail and uh, President uh, or Vice President Harris's detail. So it kind of it goes to the top. These were not low-level guys, right? Uh, which is concerning. While I don't love this president, and I certainly don't agree with most of his policies, he is still the leader of our country, right? So when you hear things like bribery and the Secret Service falling victim, you start to, to ask some questions, right? And it starts to raise some concerns. Then the details come out that, the, that there were the two, I assume, individuals doing the bribing. Um, two individuals were were passing themselves off or attempting to pass themselves off as federal agents attached to a task force in the DC area and were attempting to uh, ingratiate themselves with these federal agencies and build relationships. And then the details come out that one of these individuals is linked to Pakistani ISI, which I think it's ISI is inner security intelligence. Uh, it's, it's essentially it's the Pakistani equivalent to the CIA Again, it's really funny because, uh, I, not not haha funny, I guess ironic funny, because we're, again, we're watching this show, Madam Secretary, and they've dealt with a number of situations uh, in the storyline of that show. And again, we're not even through season two, uh, so we're talking seven, eight years ago, where they've dealt with Pakistan and their ISI. Um, I also just read Chris Wallace's book, uh, Countdown Bin Laden, where the raid took place in Pakistan, and they mention multiple times the Pakistani ISI. But I digress. So they're the equivalent of CIA, right? They're a foreign intelligence service, and they're operating on American soil. 
and now have been caught what appears to be, right? I will hold final judgment and and please don't quote me on this, but this is what it appears at as of the time of this recording, um, you know, April 10th, 2022, that we had an attempt by a foreign intelligence service to gain access to our federal agencies here in America. And I know the spy game and CIA, I mean, that stuff, that kind of thing is always sort of happening all over the world. I don't pretend that we're a most secure nation with no leaks and no foreign operatives on our soil. Like it's just, it's kind of how the the world works. Um, That sounds super paranoid, but it makes sense. Um, But to have these kinds of individuals trying to access your presidential, you know, uh, to gain access of some variety, whether it's physical access or just intelligence access to your president's protection detail, that's a pretty big step. Um, and I think we got here over a measure, a certain course of time, uh, due to certain events. I've obviously been very critical of the Biden administration's foreign policy. I just don't agree with it. I think that the, the sudden and immediate pull out of Afghanistan was a, and, and remember Afghanistan is neighbors with Pakistan and Pakistan was a partner country with the coalition during the war on terror. Right. Um, and say what you will about GWAT, the successes, the failures, whatever Pakistan was heavily involved in all of that. We worked closely with Pakistan. So to have what would be by some considered to be a partner nation now trying to infiltrate the higher levels of uh, some of our federal agencies, that's that's concerning. Um, and it sends a message, right? Hey, we're a soft target. Come take what you want. Um, that's a problem. That That is a problem. Uh, I think that drastic action needs to be taken. I'm, I'm not saying we need to execute these guys or anything like that, but I think there needs to be a large course correct on foreign policy. I think that this administration and it's... Um, the way it, it it was openly critical of the America first policies that the Trump administration had in place. I think that that has, has made us a target uh, the world over. I think that this is a shining example of how we are now vulnerable in more ways than one. Clearly, I don't think any country is crazy enough to launch a literal attack on the United States. I think with the amount of gun owners we have in this country, if you were to take if you were to look at the Russia-Ukraine situation, right, where you had, and you now have armed citizens fighting back against an invading force, right? If you replace Ukraine with the United States, way different story. We got legions of folks um, that that train, that are well-versed in firearms, not to mention Ukraine is a very small country compared to the United States. So, Anyway, you know you get what I'm saying, right? It would be it would it would be folly, pure folly to to try and physically invade the U.S. or attack the U.S. as a uh, from one nation to another. You know, obviously terrorist attacks being what they are. Unfortunately, that's a different conversation. However, the intelligence game that's a different story. That's done in the shadows. That's where small cells or small groups of uh, individuals can try and infiltrate the country and gain access to information. If you've watched our president in any of his addresses to the media, um, any of his press conferences, hell, even his goddamn State of the Union, where he called the Ukrainians 
Iranians, right? Clearly his mental faculties are compromised. So who's to know that if you have access to the, uh, the behind the scenes, so to speak, right? That you're not going to gain, you're not going to yield some incredibly valuable information. That is very worrying. It's very worrying. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm quite positive that these individuals, these secret service agents will be fired. Uh, I mean, there's going to be an investigation due process being what it is here in the United States as it should be. Right. (laughs) But, uh, it sounds like there was proof, um, that these individuals were discovered in one of these free apartments and, um, they will be fired. I'm, I do wonder what kind of charges will be, uh, brought against them. Cause I, I have to imagine there's some kind of charge. Um, I don't know if that's, I, I'm, I'm not well versed in our laws on things like treason and stuff like that. Um, I have to believe that it might come into the discussion though, given that you were, you were specifically giving access to a foreign operative, uh, you know, whether it's Canada or Pakistan, it's, that's still a big no, no, you don't do that. Um, certainly something we don't hear a lot about, right? The secret service, I, in my opinion, has a pretty stellar reputation, uh, in our agencies across the United States. Um, you don't hear about things like that. I mean, they are the consummate definition of silent professional and obvious for obvious reasons, right? They, they protect our leaders. Uh, they protect our retired leaders, right? So, you know, for those of you that don't know this, after somebody serves as president, they still have a secret service detail until they die. So, uh, you know, president Clinton, he has a secret service detail, president Bush, president Obama, president Trump, they all have secret service details because a, they are still targets. Okay. They've still made enemies the world over for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, and they still have been read in on information programs, accesses that is, valuable, you know, to, to people that might want to do harm to the country. So, um, again, you don't usually hear about compromises like this. I mean, I know we just, a few weeks ago, we heard about some very shady stuff going on with FBI agents and you hear about corrupt law enforcement at the low levels all the time. Again, very unfortunate. Um, and yeah, you could say that the news only reports the bad shit because the news, the media is pushing the agenda of defunding the police and defunding law enforcement agencies and yada, yada, yada. Um, but you almost never hear that it's the secret service that's involved almost ever. So that, um, it's really concerning. It's shocking and it's concerning. Um, the fact that we have not had this issue in so long, um, and, and of course there may have been problems before that we just don't know about as a public, but the fact that this one was made public does also say something, right? Um, I wonder, you know, it does, it does make you wonder, um, to these people in these positions, not stand behind this administration. I mean, it's not your job to choose, right? You're a secret service agent. Your job is to protect that individual, whether you agree with their policies or not. That's, that's the job. Just like being in the military, you don't have to agree with the policy. It's not your job. You're, you're a soldier, you're an airman, you're a Marine, not your job but you do start to wonder. So guys, uh, I, I hope you, um, I guess I hope you enjoyed that. You know, um, 
hearing what I have to say. I tried to do my best to articulate some of this stuff. And there's a lot of crap going on. Um, I, I feel like I am more interested in the news now than I, uh, than I have been in a very long time because the global landscape is now changing very, very quickly. Um, maybe it's just a sign of the times, right? Coming out of COVID, we're kind of playing catch up. So you have a whole bunch of stuff coming out at once. Um, I, again, I'll say it again. I think due to the weak policies here in the U S uh, on a foreign level, countries are making moves. Countries are making power plays, uh, case in point. Russia invades Ukraine, uh, Pakistani ISI trying to ingratiate themselves into United States federal agencies, pass themselves off as federal agents uh, on American soil. You know, um, there's a lot of stuff happening. It makes me think of all the goofy shit that's happened in like the, the, the off season this year for the NFL, right? There's just every day, there's some new big story. This is obviously on a much more monumental and, and far more alarming and concerning rate. Uh, and, and, things that we should all be aware of and be concerned with, uh, especially in, in, you know, looking at the fact that we have midterm elections coming up in about six months, six, seven months here, midterm elections. So I strongly urge and compel all of you. If any of this sounds alarming to you that you take a good hard look at who you might be voting for in those midterm elections, um, the elected representation that is a mouthpiece for the Biden administration and just backs the party line for the Democrats. Um, I I don't know that that's really the, the best choice for the country right now. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I would love to see a pro to a Democrat. Um, I would love to see a, um, a pro-abortion Republican, like cross the party lines. We need to be less focused on blue and red, left and right, and more focused on what makes sense for this country going forward. And I think it is safe to say at this point, after a little over a year of the Biden administration in office, that this it, this foreign policy has been a critical failure. Um, we're not making advances the way we, we need to be. We're actually losing um, our footing and our position. Uh, I want to use the word respect, but I mean, we, we are. We are losing on a global scale right now. That should be concerning, you know, uh, considering that how much how much money is going out per annum in foreign aid packages, which is, I mean, every every bill we ever pass, it seems to have more foreign aid attached to it and, uh, you know, government pork and, and stuff, just like just money all over the place. And we've, we've thrown more money around uh, paying politicians in the last two years with these ridiculous mandates and lockdowns and the stimulus packages that... It's like $49 trillion. And what did you and I see? Like 1400 bucks. Think about that. And you have leadership that is now calling for uh, more stimulus for the gas prices, which they created by closing the Keystone Pipeline. But then they're going to point at Russia and Putin and say, well, it's not our fault. So something to think about, you know, so maybe the words, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this, aren't, aren't correct. Um, I hope that when you guys listen to these sit rep episodes, when we talk about current events, um, and obviously it's very political. Um, I try to keep the political stuff, you know, and it's just my thoughts, right? I don't think anything I'm saying is anti-government or anything, anything like that. Um, I love my country, obviously. I think anybody listening to this probably does as well. Uh, I'm just, this is, these are my thoughts. In some instances, this might be some information that you wouldn't, 
you know, otherwise have access to. So something to think about guys. Uh, I'll have an episode come in this week. Uh, I'm meeting with Chris Blau, 1911 syndicate coming up. Um, pretty awesome discussion. I think you guys are really going to dig that. Uh, and until then you guys get out there, you work hard, train smarter and be prepared.